0: Boom. <laughs> boom all right hello hello and welcome to the rock Metal podcast i am your host john harris and on my right hand side is my right hand man gabriel <laughs> and today on the rock middle podcast is a special episode a unique episode the first ever in its kind Lindsay, oh, oh my this is so embarrassing i was so confident up to this point Lindsay, how do i say <laughs> your last name is is it manfredi it's manfredi Manfredi. Perfect. You say it so much better than I did. Uh, (laughs) We have Lansi Manfredi on the show today who has a new book called On Fuck With a Ball. Is that how I say it? Yep. Okay, cool. A Guide to Inspired Badassery, which I believe is a word that you've invented and I appreciate it. And it was published by Rolls Gold Publishing LLC. And uh, right now I'm being joined by Lindsay. And the cool thing, Lindsay, is this is the first time we've ever chatted about a book, but I love personal development. I love hearing people's success stories and i love your work uh both on the base and on the book and mm-hmm. i was super excited when i got the email uh that you could come onto the show and i thought well hopefully she wants to come on and then well here you are so speaking of dream jobs and dreams coming true thank you for coming on
1: the show well oh, thank you for having me i really appreciate it absolutely now
0: i guess just kind of like as a blanket question to start off with In the middle of being in, you know, a a big touring band, when did you have time to write a book? And I guess you know you had an inspiring story. I don't mean to, to downplay it by saying, okay, well, so what? Like, why
1: write a book? Well, there's a question I get often. Well, I have a lot of great things that have happened to me throughout my life, and by trusting the universe. And I had gone through a pretty nasty breakup, and I was in Indiana, and we were just kind of in between writing that we were writing the album and we just had some time there were some delays and I wanted to come home and spend some time with my daughter because I just needed to get out of this horribly abusive relationship and I was reading all these books and kind of trying to find myself again because when you're in a situation like that you tend to lose who you are and you lose your power because you give it away and I started like regaining who, a sense of who I was and I was meditating and I was reading all these books by Dr. Wayne Dyer and At Cartolli and lots of people. I don't know. My doorbell just, my mom's doorbell just rung, and I don't have any idea. I'm not even going to answer it. (laughs) Um, So
0: anyway, (laughs) that's the uh, parcel she's waiting for.
1: Yeah, I don't know. They can leave it at the door. I have no idea. Okay, so that was going on, and so I just decided to write because I need. uh, Writing has always been therapeutic to me. I've always been a writer, whether it's um, writing stories or whether it's music or I just I need to write all the time because I'm an artist so I had some things to say and I had to you know kind of it was like therapy for me I had to get to the point where I was bull because a lot of things were going down and then I had all this great up the you know I was working with my favorite artists of all time and it was just kind of an incredible journey and I just had to trust the universe so that's why I wrote it mm-hmm. I had some things And I wanted everybody to get to the point where it's like, oh, wait, I can take matters into my own hands. Like, I am the god of my own life, and I have the choices. I make choices. So, you know, here it is.
0: Mm -hmm. Perfect. Now, something that you kind of mentioned in the beginning there was, you know, obviously you're looking to find yourself again and losing power because you give it away. And that kind of brings me to one of my first questions, which is in the very beginning, you give the definition uh, for unfuckwithable, that people can't f with you, kind of thing. And then the next on the next page, you said something about protecting your get, like getting out of your own way. So I guess my question is, in the process of this whole um, meditative journey uh, that that you went through, did you come to terms with whether you were actually working on protecting yourself from the outside world or protecting the outside world from you, like? where were you in that continuum between this is all me and this is them like does that does that question make sense
1: it does make sense so i was protecting myself from what people were saying and just the bullshit because like i said when you when you're in an uh, an abusive relationship that person kind of tries to bring you down and squash you as small as you possibly can so you don't it so you don't go anywhere or you're too afraid to leave or you know what uh, whatever reasons narcissistic assholes in abusive motherfuckers do that to women or men, whatever it it's just it's horrible. So I had to get to the point where I was like, you know what, I am strong and I am capable, and I had to get out of my own way, essentially and also protect myself. From you know negativity because people are negative all the time. I mean, it's just like when I was doing the book, my dad was like, "Why are you gonna put fuck in the title?" He's like, "That's gonna totally narrow your the people that you're selling to." And I was like, "Well, those aren't the people who aren't gonna buy my book." Like, I don't care. Like, this is what I I feel <laughs> I'm. It's, this is what I'm called to do. Like, this is how it should be. And I had originally, and I've talked about this on other shows. I I had um I had originally had fuck spelled backwards, so it was. Um K C U F. And then when I was like shopping it to agents, they were like, Is this called uncuffed with a bull? And like nobody was getting it. So I was like, fuck it. Uh-oh. I'm just gonna have it straight up unfuckwithable. Like,
0: and I say that's genius, but if nobody's getting it, then that kind of tells you that, you know.
1: hmm
0: You know, wah wah. Want 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 wah. You were trying <laughs> to be your authentic self and people weren't getting it. And you're like, you know what? I don't need you.
1: <laughs> I don't need you. And yeah, I don't need <laughs> Their agency. You are not the person for me. And it's perfect because, you know, Rose Gold had reached out to me and they were like, send us a, a copy of the manuscript. And literally within 24 hours, I signed a deal with them without an agent. So I was like, perfect.
0: Wow. I mean, that kind of really quick, maybe side tangent question is um, was this something that was easy for you to do because you're in the music industry that you just kind of knew what the process would be to get your book? Out onto the store shelves, or you know, to, to get it through a publishing company, or was that a bit of a struggle within itself?
1: Oh, that was a huge struggle. Well, first off, I research everything um, because I'm a writer anyway. So I did the whole process. I um, wrote the query letter, I had um, the proposal completely together, um, beautiful with like um, book comp- comp- comparisons and you know, manuscript ready and had everything on point. And I swear to God, I sent it to probably 50 agents and I have a book decline folder in my email. I just kept getting declined. Everyone was like, nope, this is a great idea, but I'm not going to represent it. We, It's not for us, whatever. So I had originally, I was like, okay, after the tour was done in November of 2019, I had all this time. So my girlfriend and I did the um my business partner and i did the candle collection for cold and we started just selling candles and doing candles um and then i was supposed to go on tour but i got the book like i was just like i'm going to self publish it since nobody's going to publish it i'll just do it myself and i was looking for an editor and that's kind of facebook led me to this thing called the secret group from my friend chris brogan had started it years and years ago and it's just a bunch of a bunch of business people and Authors and all kinds of people, and I was like, "Hey, I need an editor," and that's when Rose Gold was like, "Hey," they hit me up, and they're like, "Okay, tell us about your book," and I sent it. So it was Hello. just going to self-publish it, like that was my intention. But then, you know, the the universe, God, something outside force kind of swooped in and said, "Oh, well, here you go. This is your person. None of those other people were." And I wasn't even ready. I don't think. Like, even though this the book was four years in the making, and I've been writing it and adding to it and taking it away or taking things away from it for three to four years. Um, this was, this was the time. And it's obvious now why, like when you look back and you're like, Oh now, yeah, this, this makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Now, something you mentioned was that you've got an, an email folder that is just declined emails. And I guess my big question is because you had gone through this this time to become a total badass, unfuckwithable. Was this a test? Did you approach it as a test? How did you approach all of that rejection when you're coming out and saying, Here is my authentic self-world, here
1: it is? Well, and- well, I'm I cry. I so I was when I was doing this process, I was actually living um at scooters in Temecula, California. And yeah, he saw me lose my shit a couple of times because it's like, oh, hey, I just got another rejection. And he's just like, you know, Linz, it's that's not your person. And he he helped me through that too. And I, I knew that. And I had to come across as, again, trusting the universe that, okay, that's not my person. So something better is on the horizon. Because what I say often in the book is what is meant for me won't pass me by. Um, and what's good for me, uh, like, I can't lose anything that's good for me. So I constantly have to th- Keep that in mind, even like today. Every day, I just have to be like, okay, what's meant for me won't pass me by. Take a deep breath, calm down, and enjoy life because everything's going to work out exactly the way it should and how it's supposed to be. And you're exactly where you're supposed to be in this moment. So,
0: mm-hmm. like this moment right here, chatting with you. <laughs> now, something you mentioned was it sounds like. The band, or at least Scooter, has been incredibly supportive throughout this uh, four-year journey that you've been, or probably longer than that, actually. But you mm-hmm. know, the funny thing is, the way that you chat about it, it sounds like almost like just yesterday. Um, how long does it take to become, the, you said, always be your authentic self? Maybe tell us a little bit about that. How did you know that you were in a space that was truly authentic? Is it something that you know that maybe you wean in and out of? Like, ooh, I'm not being authentic right now. And how do you get yourself back if that's the case?
1: Okay, well, that's a good question. I, I think that it comes with happiness, like feeling good. Like I finally feel good and comfortable in my own skin. and And I feel like I'm able to inspire people and I want to inspire and love people. And I wanna see a change but you can only do that through, through loving and change begins in your backyard. I'm a firm believer of that. And I get down and I have bad days and I lose my shit and I cry and then I just get back up. It's like, I allow yourself and honor your feelings, allow yourself to go through those feelings, but don't just, but don't stay in them. And I think that when you can speak honestly and truly and it doesn't matter what people think of you because you're so in touch with yourself that's that's authenticity in my opinion.
0: Mhm. Absolutely. Something you mentioned there was allow yourself to honor the feelings and I think something that um maybe or maybe not isn't is an issue with modern society is instead of looking at that feeling as a tool in our tool belt and saying Why am I feeling sad right now? Well, this is happening. Okay, and if there's something you can do about it, then great. And if there isn't, then, you know, as you said, honor that sadness or even that joy. Why am I feeling joy right now? Um, Do you find that you're more in control of identifying... uh, I've I've heard of emotions as clouds passing by in the sky. Do you feel that that is a relevant description?
1: Absolutely, yeah. And I I refer to it more like, um, you know a river metaphor <laughs> like it's just going to go down this little creek you know you go through the rocks or whatever but i literally j- this just happened yesterday okay i was had a plan and i was really excited about the plan and it fell through completely and i was hurt and i was bummed and i was le- and i'm in i'm in indiana and i'm like laying on my the bed in my mom's guest room and i was just the sleep has been lacking because I've been traveling so much and I've been with my daughter and we've been up late. We've been, you know, just traveling so much. So, um, I cried for, I just like had a little cry and I was like, okay. And then I stopped myself and I was like, it's okay. Everything's going to be fine. You're going to just manage your life. What's meant for you won't pass you by. It's not a big deal. The universe obviously doesn't want you doing what you wanted to do. Otherwise it would have worked out. And so that's like the, kind of the attitude that you have to take when things don't work out the way they're supposed to. It's like, well, maybe I was saved by, you know, from a car accident. Maybe the reason this isn't happening is I could have gone someplace and been exposed to this virus. I mean, I just have to keep in a positive mind frame, like I'm supposed to be here right now because I'm supposed to be here and not doing what I wanted to do, <laughs> if that makes any sense at all. But I was bummed and I, But you have to, but it's a constant practice. I'm not perfect. I'm not happy all the time. And nobody should be.
0: Well, I think you brought up a good word there is practice. It's not, I'm going to do something and the rest of my life is going to be different. It is, how are you going to practice this life? And what, what are you going to do to practice it? I believe.
1: Yeah. Well, that goes through meditation and and I call it, it's pivoting. Um, You just pivot your thoughts. So this is how I, I feel I'm feeling shitty, but let's pivot it to make it positive. Okay. Well, i'm okay i'm healthy i'm safe i'm happy i've got so much going on i get a i yeah it's, it's a pivot
0: of thoughts. Mm-hmm. perfect the
1: faster we can do that you know the better our life is it's just easy it makes things easier
0: groovy now something that you had touched on previously that i wanted to touch on again was uh just how supportive scooter has been uh, and, and, and you know potentially the band as well i'm just curious what was that like for you? that you have your your dream job, you're hanging out with these guys, you're you're writing music with them. And at the same time, they here they are extending an empathetic, emotional hand to be able to support you through this.
1: Um, I'm humbled on a daily basis and very grateful for the relationship that I have with the guys, um especially scooter. It's like one of my best friends in the world. i I can't even imagine life with him not in it anymore, you know. And he's been a thousand percent supportive and he's watched me, you know, he watched me get out of this abusive relationship. And he hated it, but he he couldn't say anything. He just watched me go through it and he watched me pick myself up and be done. And he's, you know, has wow. always been there. And I appreciate that about him. And he's but he's like that with his fans and he's like that with his friends. He's always there for people. And I'm just honored and blessed to be able to call him a friend. Mm-hmm.
0: I completely agree. Now, something that uh, I picked up on, and I don't know why, maybe it's just my own, my own mindset. And, you know, I think the interesting thing about uh, Unfuckwithable is that you cover a lot of ground in the book that I think um, maybe some other publishers might've said, eh, let's remove that section and write a different book entirely about that or whatever. And something that kind of jumped out at me, was the work you get to do matters and that you are not your job and two incredibly inspiring chapters i think especially for a lot of people who have become workaholics to take away from their own spiritual experience um but i guess my the interesting lead-in question that i have and i'm just gonna say it and we'll see where this goes let's see (laughs) Uh, okay Is, is how did those two chapters find their place in the book
1: Well, because something that was really big to me and a monumental experience in my life was the breakup of um, Neon Love Life, which was, you know, the all-female band that I was in with my Girls Rock co-founders. And I, my entire life, I've wanted to play music and wanted to be on the road and just nonstop. I'm always go, go, go. Let's just get it done. Get it recorded. Let's get it out. Let's hit the road. I don't care. But not everybody has that same kind of mindset as me. And so we're two years in, we had had the number one album in Indianapolis. We were the, one of the biggest bands. We got the cover of Nuvo, um, which was the alternative paper in Indianapolis. And we were just like going. Was, we started playing in other states and um, that broke up. But it, was, it mainly broke up because of my pushy, pushiness on getting things done because not everybody wanted to do that everybody had different agendas and i just was so selfish and focused on mine but then in addition to that that like that was defining who i was so all of a sudden i'm not the lead singer for this band that i allowed to take over my life and that was my identity and so i was just like in bed for days like crying like even asked my boyfriend at the time, I was like, do you even still want to see me anymore because I'm not. <laughs> you know? And he was like, of course, but like, that's how wrapped up I was. So that was a lesson I had to learn. And it was very pivotal moment. Like, oh, I am not my job. Like, that is not who I am. I'm someone much more valuable than, you know, the lead singer of a band. So it was just hard. But and that's why. I wanted to share that, and I've worked at Walmart, I've worked at McDonald's, I've had these jobs, but I've always been pretty happy <laughs> doing whatever it is I'm doing, So that's why I felt like they needed to be in the book. Yeah,
0: and I, I enjoyed the part where you had discussed, you're like, yeah, I've had these jobs, and I found meaning in
1: them. Hmm. Well, a lot of us just walk around, and we're so unconscious. We're just like, I hate it, this is shitty, blah, 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 but nobody even really does anything. So I just want people to love themselves enough to feel good and choose to feel good so you can like have bad thoughts and just live in that shit. And it doesn't feel good. And I think that when people start to feel good and we can like raise the vibration of the universe, that's when beautiful things can happen and people can come together.
0: This is very true, Lindsay. This is very true. A lot of physical science has been conducted on those actual vibrations and words that have vibrations, and the highest one I believe is love, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yes. And you've mentioned love a few times, and that actually brings me to my next question, Linz, Linzarama, 1000000 <laughs> uh, I feel like we're at that stage now in our relationship where I could call you Um <laughs> I, I definitely get from speaking with you and then, you know, authentically as well in, in the book that you wrote, uh, a lot of spiritual overtones. And I was curious if that is a precursor to the self-discovery that you went through or a result of your self-discovery.
1: Well, it helped me. Like the spirit, the aspect of just knowing that the universe has a plan. Like we're, I believe we're spirits in a human experience and we choose them from whatever past we went through and that we're just here and there's different dimensions and we're gonna when we leave this physical plane we're just gonna like bounce around the universe and whatever light beauty there is and then decide like to do it again like oh okay I need to experience this now for my evolution I think it's a complete expansion of the universe and that's how the universe expands now I don't know I don't remember ever having other lives and I don't ever remember dying or being born. But that's just truly what I believe in. And it's it's not religious. It It's completely opposite of, you know, oh, Jesus died for our sins in this I Christian home that I was raised in, where the only way to heaven is through trusting that Jesus is going to die for your sins. And I just, I don't really buy that. I don't, I think that's such a small, I
0: think that the universe is, can't be fit into a box, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I didn't bring up, I don't know how you want to put it, religiousness, religiosity, religion, um, but rather referred to it as spirituality because uh, I know for a lot of people out there, they're, they're seeking spirituality and are not able to find it, at least in the way that maybe they've experienced religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, which should be very true for a lot of people, and it sounds like it's something that's definitely true uh, for you. Um... But that's definitely very cool. Now, uh, something else you had mentioned in the book was landing your dream job, uh, which I imagine what you're referring to <laughs> is right. playing play the bass in cold. Right, uh, right. Uh, you know, and it, it, kind of the interesting thing is that, uh, especially lyrically, like the first time I ever saw cold live, I remember, I don't even think I'd, no, I'd heard of them definitely before, but I saw them live years ago and it was in uh, Phoenix, Arizona at some some festival that they have. I was down there. Um, for whatever reason, and um, I can't remember where I was at, but the cold came on, they took the stage, Scooter comes on, and he said, we write about pain. <laughs> and then they break into um, the first song on uh, Year of the Spider, which I can't remember at the moment, and I was just floored. I was like, what right. is what is this? And I was just a fan ever since then, and you know, the funny thing is, uh, looking at the lyrical content and everything, sometimes it's like, man, they really do write about pain, but it seems uh, as you're talking now and as you're chatting about Scooter, it's uh, a cathartic maybe uh, way of writing about pain, not just to live in it, but to to express it and move through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious, though. Tell us about, about landing your dream job. How did that come to be? Well,
1: it was one of those things where I was on the road. I was playing bass in a band called Picture Yes, and we had would- done an extent pretty extensive tour with saving able and someone took my photo and sent it to scooter and i was playing the bass so it was just one it was a social media thing really so like i got my dream job through facebook
0: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like oddly enough i don't hear this is probably the first time i've ever heard of a facebook success story to be perfectly honest it's um,
1: i mean it's crazy to me how it worked. I mean, because my picture is in Year of the Spider. It's right next to Jeremy Marshall's. like I've got the spider tattoo and have had it since early 2000s, 2000, like 2001, I think. Right after 13 Ways to Bleed on stage came out. And so my photo has been, that album went gold. So my photo has been hanging up on Scooter's wall since, what, 2004, 2005? He didn't even know. <laughs> like when he hired me, he didn't even know that that was me and... In the photo from years earlier, so it, it's it's crazy. I like sometimes I pinch myself. I remember when I was in the studio, we recorded this album in Phoenix with Jeremy Parker, and I would go back to the house that we had rented, and I would just sometimes I would cry out of just gratefulness and gratitude, um, and I'd just be like, "Can't even believe this is happening! Like this is crazy! <laughs> this is crazy!" But yeah, so he he sent me a tweet on October 14th, 2014 and he said, "Hey Lindsay, check your other Facebook messages. <laughs> I sent you a message." And I was like, "Okay, so I checked and he sent me his phone number and said, "Give me a call." And I called him and he was like, "This is going to sound crazy, but we're going to do another album and we've parted ways with Jeremy and we'd like to have you on board." And I was like, "Immediate yes. Immediate yes." And then I first person I called was my daughter's father cuz he was with me back in the, we're not together, but he was with me back. When I got the cold tattoo, because he knew how much that band meant to me. And the first thing he said, instead of like, oh, well, what are we going to do about Bella? He was like, you said yes, right? (laughs) And I was like, yes. He was like, awesome. We will work everything out. Congratulations. So it was just, I've had such mad support all around, especially like with my family and my daughter and her father. Yeah.
0: Now, I mean, if it's okay, bringing uh, your role... I'm trying to think about how to how to phrase this, but I mean, just as a parent myself, we have such an important role to uh, raise humans to become people of, of character. And I guess I'm curious, with regard to your daughter, if you're okay with with me asking about it. How how is this entire self discovery uh, process? Has it changed her? Has it? Do you feel that she's going to become a, a person of greater character? Do you think she was always fine? How do you, how do you think your daughter's going through all this?
1: I. Well, my daughter has been, she is such a special, caring, loving person. She's a straight A student. She's the captain of her dance team for Color Guard because she does Color Guard. Um, Her world's kind of been upside down. She should be in band camp and this virus is really like the pandemic has really gotten everybody down and we're not sending her back to school because- It's absolutely insane, so she's got the choice to do online learning, and that's what she wants to do, and she's going to be a junior. She is kind to everyone. She's not clicky. She's such a badass. She's so into um, Black Lives Matters and equality, and she's vocal about it, and it's beautiful. She's such a great kid. I mean, some Jamie and I laugh about it a lot because we'll be like, we were the most dysfunctional children, and all of our parents thought we were going to be fuck ups. And here we are. We've got like the best child of all of them.
0: <laughs> very, very cool stuff. Now, I guess my next question is because you guys had released uh, The Things We Can't Stop, it looks like at the end of 2019 ish or so. Yeah, September. And then started the Broken Human Tour. And I'm, you know, I'm speculating 2020, you guys were like, we're gonna, we're gonna nail this. And then 2020 kind of nailed us on the other end of it. But um, we
1: were planning on being on the road the entire, we were going to be on the road this whole year. And what sucked about it is like, literally, two days before I'm supposed to get on a plane to go to Pennsylvania for rehearsals, two days before. Boom, this happened. And Scooter had been like, you know, calling me saying, okay, Lens, we're still kind of looking. I don't know what's going to happen yet because nobody knew what was going to happen. And then just everything got shut down. It sucked. But everything for a reason. And that's how I have to think about it. And we're going to come right back out as soon as the venues start opening up and as soon as people you know we figure out what's going on unless people are dying then we're going to we're going to be back out and we're going to just keep pick it up where we left off but it fucking sucks
0: <laughs> well you know it's the, the things we can't stop lindsay uh,
1: it, it it is i know uh, it's so poetic <laughs> it's so stupidly poetic um you know but also in you know with unfuckable coming out <laughs> it's just, it makes it makes sense in some weird jokey sinister way i don't yeah. know
0: now, just because I have you here and I happen to be listening to Without You, and I just wanted to say that I love your your bass sound, and I'm curious if you wouldn't mind going nerd for a second and taking us through your rig. And, I mean, how did you generate the sound that we're hearing, or is that kind of more the producer's side of things?
1: No, I've got this badass preamp. It's from Glass uh, Star Electronics, or wait, no, Dark Glass Electronics. So Go it's gorgeous amazing that's my sound and my guitar tech was like you got to get this this pedal <laughs> this preamp and so i went i played through an amp peg for that but i normally play ashdown but they didn't have a rack mount for my ashdown like that would fit so i'm working with mark gday from ashdown right now on getting a different setup for the our next tour but and i play fender the most of the tour i played the uh a P bass, and I just got a Mustang. But I also just got endorsed by Diamond Guitars, and they're uh, creating two bases for me. And they're the Lindsey Manfredi series, and they're called the Hailfire and the Maverick. And I will have those soon. But there's the difference between those. We're going to have active pickups. We've got some Seymour Duncan active pickups. Mm-hmm. for the Beautiful guitars. But I've got like all the specs, and they've sent me photos, and they're almost done. I should have them hopefully by September.
0: Very cool stuff. We go on. I was going to ask, does the P-Base have active pickups? Like what was the decision it does to move not. over? Okay.
1: No, it doesn't. And well, I we wanted it to be a little bit grittier. So, so that's why we're, we're going with active pickups.
0: Okay. Very cool stuff. well, Wednesday, this is absolutely incredible. I don't have any more questions for you off the top of my head, but if there's anything else that you wanted to bring up, please do. Otherwise, thank you so much for coming on to the Rockwell podcast today.
1: Thanks. Yeah. I just want to, you know, tell people to get the book. Definitely keep getting the book. It's a, you can go to lindsaymanfreedy.com. And if you click the book, it'll go to my, the shop that Tricia and I have. And then, um, you know, the Things We Can't Stop is out and download it get it buy it come see us in 2021 because we miss all of your faces (laughs) all the things and then and nick has a new album out or a new record i think um yeah so there's new life or music happening so at least we're all doing stuff
0: Mm -hmm. perfect 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 all right uh yeah cool go ahead stop please sweetie